The Potential Candidate is a podcast about life after divorce, taking accountability, and transforming your life for the better. On this journey, listeners will hear from men and women about their path to foster meaningful relationships. We will share successful dating tips, relive epic horror stories, and leave you with powerful mantras to help you further manifest your goals. This podcast is for the person seeking clarity. Are you ready for the glow up? Are you ready to bounce back? Are you the potential candidate? Hey, it's your girl Jess. And it's Tiffany. And this is the potential candidate. This week's mantra, I approach myself and others with patience and understanding because I know that nobody is without flaws. I forgive myself for any regrets that I've been holding onto. I have the power to forgive past hurt and remind myself to focus on the present. The Black Box is a quarterly subscription box providing you a direct path to support Black-owned businesses. Every quarter, you'll discover hand-picked, curated lifestyle, dining, bath, body, and home good products chosen to showcase the amazing things happening in Black business today. Subscriptions for the spring release are now open, but don't wait. This box will sell out. Deadline to secure the spring release is March 17th. Make sure you head over to gettheblackbox.com and subscribe to something meaningful. Basically, someone would make an inner vow because they're experiencing some serious emotional distress, maybe hurt, pain, or embarrassment, humiliation. Um, And this person doesn't want to experience that same hurtful situation. So they'll say things and do things that'll change that they think that will change their life, you know, and and they're really not knowing um, that they're doing this. So what do you think about that, Jess? Is there another way to explain inner vows? Yeah, what comes to the, you know, the top of my mind is defense mechanisms. Yes. Um, And I think that defense mechanisms are something that everybody has, whether we have an awareness of them or not. And like you said, it's just things that we are doing to shield and protect ourselves from situations that have been harmful to us in the past. So in some situations, defense mechanisms can be good, right? We put our hands in the fire, we got burned. We now know fire is hot, it burns us. So that can be a good defense mechanism. You know, a good inner vow of, I'm not going to put my hand in the fire anymore. Fire fire will always burn me versus some of those defense mechanisms we may not be aware of. Um, The one I feel like I hear all of the time is when um, women in particular talk about like being overly independent, like I'm this strong woman, I don't need a man for anything, so on and so forth. That's a defense mechanism because someplace along the way, somebody has not showed up for you in the way that you thought that they were going to. Um, Someone has not met your expectations and it left you hurt. And so your way of shielding yourself from that hurt is to say, I'm never going to put myself in a situation where I'm dependent upon somebody again. Oh, that's exactly, that's exactly right. And Jess and I, 
wanted to make sure that we were intentional with this with this topic because I know with myself, I'm dating, I'm out there and I'm meeting people and I have inner vows that I need to acknowledge because I'm coming across, you know, some potential candidates of mine that also have inner vows and I need to understand where those vows come from because I may not always agree with those vows and I know that they may come up in the future in our relationships. And so it's important for us to state that You know, this is a part of the journey, us being potential candidates. It's us pushing back and saying, let's again, connect the dots. Why do we do the things that we do? Why do we believe what we believe? And so, you know, inner vows are formed from bitter root judgments and they create foundational lies that people tell themselves. So basically tonight on this episode, we're discussing the lies we tell ourselves all because of the experiences that we've had. And uh, today we're going to discuss eight examples of inner vows and where they may stem from. And then we're going to give you guys some steps outlined by the Elijah House, which is a nonprofit organization uh, that that supports uh, spiritual counseling uh, so that people can hear from, you know, heal from these wounds and live a healthy life. So I'm excited to jump in. Yeah, definitely. So, okay, <clears throat> here's one. Okay, actually, there are three. In this subgroup, the inner vows are, I'll never let anybody take care of me. Basically, I can take care of myself. I will stay away from people. I've heard that a lot. Like, no, that's why I don't mess with people. That's why I I ain't got a lot of friends. That's why I lay low. Or I'll make people pay attention to me. And these inner vows all stem from a lie um, that that people have told themselves that no one cares about them. Mm-hmm. And this bitter root judgment comes from maybe neglectful parents. And so people have to kind of say, okay, what was my child? What happened to my childhood that kind of made me feel like I can't let anyone take care of me? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's pretty intense, right? I don't know if you, do you see that a lot in um, your social work? Where people are like, no, I got this. I don't need any services. I, I, I'm, I'm good. Um, I saw it more so when I was working um, for child protective services, oh, um, wow. especially with parents um, that I was offering services to, particularly if they were um, someone who had a history of growing up in the system themselves, because then it was like this is just me. It was like their way of life. And there was just kind of like that cycle of it's always been me. I'm the only one that's ever had my back. I'm always going to have my back. There's really nothing that anybody can do to help me change that type Mm -hmm. of mentality. And not all the time, um, but I think to society wise, asking for help is viewed as a sign of weakness by people when in all actuality, it should be viewed as a sign of strength because it's actually very, very difficult to admit and acknowledge that you need the help. So I absolutely see that inner vow um, and have seen it consistently um, in my career. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, it definitely is because I, I definitely see it a lot. There are a lot of patterns. Um, I know I personally <clears throat> have felt in some stages of my life where I was like, I need to lay low and stay away from people. But I've learned that that's not a good mindset to have because 
there are amazing people in this world. And whenever you tell yourself that you need to stay away from people, that's when you miss out on the blessings and the powerful networks that can happen. So another in a vow, I won't ever try to change things. So let's say you're at work and, and you see that there are some things that need changing or you experience horrible uh, uh, service, maybe at a restaurant. Um, you won't stand up for yourself or maybe when authority is at fault, you won't recognize that um, because you maybe feel like what would it change anyway? That's it. Those are all be quiet, Bernie girl. He over here sitting, listening to us. Be quiet. Those are, <laughs> those are all inner vows and those inner vows uh, have two foundational lies. So one is no one is kind or protective basically you don't think anybody who's in charge of you will help you and then the other foundational lie is that uh that's just the way things are and i know that's definitely taught to us and the bitter root judgment for those uh, one is that parents who didn't change or maybe didn't um adjust their their ways and then another bitter root judgment could be against classmates who bullied you or parents and teachers who didn't protect you when you needed them to protect you Jess, what do you think? How does this okay. show up in, in relationships today where they're like, I'm, I'm not going to change anything or I'm not going to stand up for myself? Yeah, I think it, I always think of these things of like a nature versus nurture thing, right? Um, and my personal belief is that if you, if you're part of your nurturing has been that it is okay to stand up for yourself even if it may not change the role, but if you feel like you've been wronged or something, advocating for yourself, if you've been nurtured to know that that's okay, I think you're going to be more apt to do that. That's right. Um, and so I think that if you have been nurtured in a way where it's like your opinion doesn't matter, you're to be seen, not heard, then I think that that can manifest differently, right? And mm -hmm. I think a lot of times as children, we don't know that our nurturing is different until we go outside of the home and meet other people. Yes. So if I'm in my household and my household run, is run a certain way, I think that everybody lives their life like that. And then I go out into the world and I'm like, wait, what? What's happening? And I remember being that way, you know, graduating college, starting working at CPS. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, okay, my life is the exception to the rule, not the rule. Mm -hmm. Um. And so I think then that turns into those judgments, like you said, based on whatever that nurturing may have been to where if you're in a relationship and I don't know, boo puts cheese on your eggs and you don't like cheese, you're just like, oh, okay, thank you. And grin and bear it instead of being like, oh, thank you so much for the thought. I don't really care for cheese. Do you mind making me some without it? Or, you know what, that's okay. I'll make some without it. It'll just take me two seconds. Yeah. No, that's good. Because it goes right back to that foundational lie, like you said, with the nature versus nurture. You're telling yourself, in this case, no one's kind or no one's protective. So if you're dating somebody that you feel that you can't, tell I want cheese on my eggs or I don't want to, you know, whatever. Uh, you, maybe you, the lie that you're telling yourself is that they are not kind. And I guess maybe one small question I want to ask listeners is like, 
How many times do we sabotage our relationships? Like how many times do we allow our inner vows to come in and limit the opportunities that are laying right in front of us? All it takes is for us to be able to break down that lie. People are kind, people are protective. And if you're in a relationship where you don't feel like that's happening, you need to transition. Okay. okay. And I think too, yeah. part of like breaking down that is like also acknowledging that you're hurt. I think sometimes people don't acknowledge that they've been impacted by situations the way that they have. So then it's like, oh no, that happened to me. It's fine. It's cool. When in actuality, it's not. And whether you're aware or not, you form some type of bitter root judgment as a result. Yes, ma'am. Our next one. I will never let anybody know anything about me. Oh, that's a that's a big one, guys. That's a big one. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. Because as an educator, do you know how many babies I've had to just peel back the layers? Remember, this can start a childhood. I, even mm-hmm. myself. It's, I'm, I'm even, I mean, one thing before we were, as we were planning to start our podcast was how much of my life do I want to share, you know, but, but, you know, um, that comes from, uh, the foundational lie that maybe something's wrong with you, right? Maybe something might go wrong or maybe people judge you and be like, oh, you're weird. Right. And that the Mm -hmm. bitter root judgment comes from classmates who made fun of you. And some other inner vows that may stem from this will be that you always blame yourself or that you don't believe compliments. They can't be true. So I don't know. Maybe this one's a a minor one for people, but I definitely see it showing up um, in a lot of adult lives today. Yeah, I think trust and mistrust manifests in a lot of different ways in adults um especially in relationships if somebody has been in a relationship previously or say maybe infidelity has been an issue that until they address and reconcile their feelings about that i think it's going to be very difficult for them to transition into a relationship with somebody else that's healthy in nature because that concern of the mistrust related to infidelity is always going to be there. So if it's like, oh, hey, I'm going out with the boys and it's like, well, who all's going to be there? How long are you going to be there? You came home, like it only took you, you know, GPS said you're supposed to be home in 10 minutes. You came home in 12. Mm. Where were you at? Type of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we all know people that are like that. Yes. Um, but again, I think just acknowledging like, hey, I'm hurt by this. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to say, I don't really know how to get over this. And yes. allow yourself the time you need to process it so that you can work on, you know, the bitter root judgments, the inner the other things that you've put in place. For sure. <clears throat> I do notice though the I will not believe compliments or they can't be true. Uh, that's a big one that we hear a lot. Like whenever I know I compliment people, like I'm like, oh my gosh, girl, you're here so cute, or you are so beautiful. Oh my gosh, like you're really smart. 
people like no you know they'll like make a joke and be like no just to kind of like laugh it off but I'm like no embrace that shit like I'm giving you your flowers but uh, Mm -hmm. like that's why we're doing this episode tonight there are inner vows and promises that we've all made to ourselves and we need to we need to stop that pattern anywho the next inner vow I will always take care of myself I will always be strong I'm saying it with an attitude because I guess I'm mimicking (laughs) a lot of (laughs) I'm mimicking a lot of people I've heard dating who are like girl you can't be trusting no man I'll never trust a man or no you can't Mm -hmm. trust no woman I mean guys come on now these inner vows all come from a foundational lie that all men are critical or all I'm sorry all women are critical and that all men are jerks and um, the bitter root judgment is against your critical mother or your insensitive father now we know a lot of YouTubers out there okay we know a lot of narcissists out there that are really, you know, coming after black women that are just going off on us. And right away, I think mommy issues. <laughs> I think, how can you be so yeah, I think it's, uh, disrespectful I think it's towards black women? Yeah. 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 Definitely. So, uh, and I can definitely see how, like, having an insensitive father, someone who, like, wasn't there for you, having daddy issues, let's let's touch on that, let's talk about it, having daddy issues, you dating this woman, and she seemed like she got it together, but her father was insensitive, and he neglected her emotionally, maybe physically, financially, she wasn't there, so she's not going to trust men, she's going to be strong, she's going to take care of herself, right? And that's a part of what's been, that's a trend in society of absent fathers. The next interval, I will never be critical like my mom. I won't be a jerk like my dad. And when I grow up, I'll never be critical and I'll always be sensitive. I know I hear this. I've seen this too in friends who have had children. They want to make sure that they like grow up to be better. They want to stop that, you know, and that's good that we're always trying to break the cycle or whatever. Um, but we want to make sure that we know that not all people are abusive. That's their foundational lie. People run out and get all these parenting books. They're like, I want to be the best parent I can be. Well, the bitter root judgment mm-hmm. here, according to Elijah House, is maybe you've had a, a judgment against your abusive parents. Maybe you've endured abuse. And you want to do whatever it takes to prevent your child from experiencing that same abuse. That's a really big one for people to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it kind of depends too on the type of abuse, right? I think sometimes there are those people where there's just, I don't know, maybe say a particular form of discipline that their parent utilized that they don't like. So they say, okay, I'm not going to do that with my parent. And it may not be abusive. It may just be timeout, right? And they could be like, hey, I hate timeout. I don't want to do that with my kids. Yes. Um, I will say again, like from personal experience and work in my career, a lot of the people that I saw and dealt with in CPS who've been raised in abusive households, even though they said, you know, I'm going to be different than my parent, the uh, the majority of them 
some way, somehow fell into those very similar patterns. Wow. Because although they wanted to be different, they didn't know how to. Yes, ma'am. That's powerful. Um. So yeah. That's powerful. Yeah, you do. You do see that too. I, I know. Um, I watch a lot of reality TV. I probably shouldn't, but <laughs> <laughs> people are always like, when I grew up, my dad never, you know, let me go out on on the weekends. So now I let my kids do whatever they want, you know. So this this reminds me of that inner vow of like people are are not going to make you happy as a kid growing up. No, you can make your children happy um, by adopting a traditional way of you know staying true to yourself don't do it in spite of somebody else's um right you know behavior towards you but anywho all right two more uh, two more sets of inner vows uh the next set uh set this is very very consistent across the board i will always be in control and i want our listeners to know that when we do our mantras when we pick our mantras we are very intentional about the inner vows we choose. <laughs> it's, being in control is a good thing, but always in control? No, baby. Yeah, that's exhausting. <laughs> that You heard your girl, Jamia Plug of The Black Wife Life. She told you her husband loves her and adores her. And he chose her because she knows how to turn the executive off at home. Mm-hmm. She knows how to allow him to step up, but then she knows when to step up, right? right? You can't always be in control, right? And then the other inner vows are, I'll never entrust myself to anyone and I'll never let anyone hurt me that way again. Mm. The foundational lies there are, it's not okay to be me. And the bitter root judgment is against parents and others who don't see you for who you are. So, you know, when women are like, I'm such a woman, you need to, I'm going to be in control or, you know what I mean? I'm not going to let you hurt me. <laughs> it's like, no, honey, like, like people, people see you for who you are. Stop saying that. And it's right. okay to be a strong black woman. You don't have to scream it all the time. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being the strong black independent woman or strong whatever ethnicity woman whatever right my frame of reference is blackness because i'm black um so yeah don't at me (laughs) right i said what i said (laughs) um so yes i'm a strong black woman but i also love a man where i can just be like oh okay i can take this crown off for a second please because it get it's it's heavy yeah. It gets heavy out in the world navigating everything. And it's nice to be able to have someone that you feel safe with and you feel that you can trust to say, Ooh, okay, like I know that you've got it. I know that you've got me and you can take care of this. And I think that, again, it's all about being introspective and self-aware and looking at if you don't trust people, why not? If you feel like nobody is going to have your back, why not? Like, I remember going through my divorce and part of my healing was feeling like I wasn't enough. I feel like my divorce was the first thing in life that I'd ever really failed at. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally poured my heart, my soul, my everything into this marriage and it still didn't work out. And if that's not enough, I don't think it'll ever be enough. And I had to catch myself like, hold up, Jess, hold up. 
you are enough, period. Hmm. That's not a common comma afterwards. It's not a semicolon. It's not a you're not enough if or when or but. It's you are enough, period. And then I had to do some really deep soul searching about why it was that I was feeling that way of not being enough and things that triggered me to feel as though I wasn't enough and then learn ways to work on that and work through that so if a situation arose with somebody else that maybe triggered that feeling of not being enough I could talk myself back from it and be like okay Jessica this isn't about that this is about a few years ago when whatever happened with your ex-husband and it's making you feel some type of way or it's reminding you of something so doing the work and recognizing that you have these judgments, you have these vows, it's not a bad thing. We all have them, but it's all about, again, how we allow them to manifest in our life. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that, Jess. Our last inner vow. <clears throat> I won't be here. Basically, I'm out. Like, I'm not even going to talk to you. I'm about to ghost you. <laughs> anybody been ghosted any listeners been ghosted we talked about ghosting last week um in yeah. friendships but yeah. you know i won't be here and i admitted to that ghosting people or i will not take risk like i'm not gonna do anything outside my comfort zone or whatever and then i will be whatever others want me to be i will mm. do whatever you want and so the foundational lie there is that it's not safe to have feelings like mm. my feelings don't matter and this bitter root judgment may be against your parents or maybe your siblings who forbade your feelings they disregarded anything you said so if your parent was like be quiet that's not true oh yeah these are some of the things they they teach you to be absent and i just encourage people to not be absent to be you know to you matter your feelings actually matter so you know, if you're someone that's listening and, and you want to heal from these things, this is something that relates to you and you want to move forward. Uh, we definitely have three things you can do uh, so that you can move forward and live a healthy life. Now, maybe these are some um, some things that you're interested about, you're interested in, excuse me. And you're like, oh, I, you know, I've never experienced that. Um, but I want to help others. You can definitely go and be a, a, a certified spiritual counselor. Uh, we have a, there are so many different opportunities for people who want to help people um, get through this and I just you know I just think that there's a space for people to heal from any childhood trauma so if you want to heal and move forward you need to acknowledge the fact that you have de developed uh, a defense to keep yourself from being seen and that you've created a hiding place to you know you're basically protecting yourself from being hurt so you got to make sure that you see that, that that's there. And you need to ask your creator um, to help you overcome this and become vulnerable and let people in, let love in, let risk in. The second thing you need to do is forgive the people in the past who hurt you and, and you need to forgive yourself for putting up these walls. So if you grew up with a very, I, I mean, a lot of adults who are still children in their minds because they have not forgiven their parents, baby, it's for, you got to forgive them for you, not them. 
you let go you let go of that and um and just allow yourself to move forward uh and then also i think the biggest thing for me with both of my parents i love them so much i'm crazy about my parents they were young when they had me and, and that's what i have to take into consideration today they did the best they could with the tools they had back then and not saying that they had they had less or anything like that it's just they did the best that they could and who am i to judge them i'm a different woman it's a different time right 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 um and so we really got to get off our high horses and I, i truly hope that this episode heals somebody and allows them to move forward in their their family relationships because how can you be a good mother to somebody and you still have resentment towards your mother Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're, it can be hard to process the things that you've experienced. And if you feel like you are struggling and doing it independently, get a therapist. Yeah. They're out there. They're available. That's right. Um, you That's know, number three. still have this whole panorama going on. Yes. You know, things are by telehealth. That's right. You can FaceTime a therapist. You can text a therapist. You can do all of those things. Not everybody has the ability to, you know, process things to that level on their own. Yeah, that's real talk. You just have to be intentional about your next steps. So now that you know there's an issue, you know that you need to work on forgiveness. What are you going to do to, for your, you know, what are you going to do moving forward? And everybody's got their challenges. Everybody's going through something nobody's perfect nobody's life is perfect right but we have to figure out how we're going to move forward in a positive way so that we don't bring that baggage into future relationships we owe it to ourselves a thousand percent well said um and you know it's customary here we always say process 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 if something we said rubbed you the wrong way don't add us sit with those feelings mm. and process why Mm. Why did why did you feel a stir up in your spirit? Why did you feel like, "Oh, I don't really like that." Explore that. Maybe that's something that needs to be looked into, right? Mm. So processing, implementing. Oh, okay. This rubbed you the wrong way. You did some processing, you thought about it, and there is a new change that you can implement and make in your life. And then of course manifesting. We're all about wholehearted living. We're all about being the best version of yourself. We're all about you being the potential candidate. We'll see you next week. Hey, don't miss out. Every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, your girls come together in Clubhouse. And we meet with all of our listeners and break down any hot topics that are trending as well as this week's episode. Make sure you stop by and kick it with us. 